We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, November 6th, and you know what we do on Mondays? We bring in James McCool because it's Mondays with McCool. He's the co author with me on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15 hour audio DFS masterclass, as well as the Theory of DFS for advanced players, which comes with the custom Excel tools that I do use on a regular basis to uh, sort through and build my lineups. In addition to Sim Labs, we'll talk a little bit about that, our new product here at Roto-Grinders, but you can pick up the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports at theoryofdfs.com. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the thummy thumbs first thing in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. I don't know what's up with my lighting today. I feel like very, very, very white today. I don't know why. Maybe it's the sunlight coming in from the window over there or something like that. But James. Um, as someone, we're, we're both very white people as since we don't go yeah. out much. Uh, yeah. how was your Sunday? Uh, it was almost break even. I came up like a couple hundred dollars short because of CD lamb's last drive and him being 40 freaking percent owned. Um, for whatever reason he was. Owned, uh, and that dropped me to below the break even point, but it was pretty good. I mean, I was on. I was on a lot of the pieces that you needed. I just didn't have them together. I had five lineups and I had a Cleveland stack for Mari Cooper. I had a Houston stack. I had a Saints stack with Cole Komet coming back. I had a Baltimore stack and I had a Washington stack. So I had like a spread of, of the pieces that I needed throughout the week. Um, didn't have with the Dallas stack with CD Lane. So yeah, whatever. How's yours? Uh, I, I made some money. I mean, I got dusted in DraftKings cash. I mean, but I, you have to understand now that like my cash volume is way lower than it's ever been because I have it mo- most more in props. So that isn't that big. I, I actually had more money in GPPs than I had in cash on DraftKings, but I did well on FanDuel uh, uh, cash because, you know, Dalton Schultz in cash, uh, that, that'll help. Uh, when when you have him at at eight percent owned in cash because other people are playing other tight ends, 
Uh, and then playing Hertz on FanDuel instead of Lamar. And of course, I played Lamar and DraftKings instead of Hertz. And that's how that's how you that's kind of how you get dusted there. But I had a 20k sweat uh in the late games. Mm -hmm. I say 20k, not 50k, because I was kind of blocked the first, unless like Jonathan Taylor put up like 40 points. Yeah. Uh, but my lineup kind of died in the second half. Uh, when uh, when JT barely touches the ball and uh, the Raiders don't need to give the ball to Jacobs, but I built I built a lot around uh, three games, so I built a lot around the Colts Panthers game. That didn't work out. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Bryce Young is awful, and uh, then I built a lot about the uh, around the Washington New England game, and primarily around Sam Howell, not Mac Jones. So I had sure. a lot of Howell plus one of McLaurin or Dotson plus Logan Thomas. And then I use primarily Ramondre Stevenson versus Demario Douglas. And I also built a lot of game stacks where I was playing five guys. So it would be something like Howell, McLaurin, Thomas, Stevenson, Douglas. And I was playing like Indy, the Indianapolis game. I would do, do something like, like, Minshew, Pittman, Granson, Hubbard, Thielen, Hubbard, Mingo, like, like five, like a running back wide receiver plus the three man stack on the other side. And then I also, the third other game was the Buccaneers Texans game. So I was playing a lot of lineups like this, where it was Stroud plus two, typically a wide receiver in the tight end. So either Collins or Dell plus Schultz, and then running it back with White and Evans primarily. Or yep. playing Mayfield, something like Mayfield, White, Evans, Mayfield, Evans, Otten with like uh, Singletary plus Dell, Singletary plus Collar, like five man types of stacks. And my best one was in the, the 50K spy uh, and uh, came in eighth, 2000 bucks. I mean, maybe some money. Yeah. But you can see here, you know, I played a lot of Amari Cooper as a one off, a lot of Michael Pittman as a one off. And then I rotated a lot of the running backs. I, I, I avoided. Uh, Singletary, mostly in, in GPP. Uh, avoided Demario Douglas. Like the, the cheap guys that I could find other guys with similar ceilings with way less ownership. You know, a Noah Brown, a Mingo. Uh, uh, one of the guys, like even like Darius Slayton. I mean, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. uh, so so this was a 198.8 here. It would have done better if it wasn't for a CeeDee Lamb lineups kind of I was in fourth place heading into the late games and fourth place would have paid. I don't know. I don't know why it's okay. It's probably, I'm probably logged out. That's why I can't, can't see it. Uh, they log me out like all the time here. Cause I have, I have the DK sports book up all the time. Uh, but yeah. So like I, my, my, yeah, yeah, lineups, yeah. I played zero. I played 12 single entry kind of three max lineups and then 50 large field lineups. And I use sim labs. For all of my lineups, uh, I I came in like I think like 98th place in the play action. Like some lineup got me 250 bucks from a three dollar entry, and that was a Stroud lineup. Uh, but I mean, I essentially I was using I used my I used Sim Labs as my my research kind of tool, and I would just go in here mm -hmm. and give me a quarterback. I ratcheted up correlation. Because I wanted game stacks. It's a low total week. My my whole macro strategy, James, was I'm not playing any Lamar. 
I'm not playing any Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing just not playing any of that. Now I could have pieces of that. I could have CD lamb as a one-off. I could have AJ Brown as a one. I could have those guys. I could have Zay flowers or Gus Edwards or whoever the fuck it is. Right. in in those games, but as a stack, as a game stat, like, I don't, I don't want any, I don't want a part of that. Right. So I just like, give me all the garbage. I want a smorgasbord of garbage. The other game, one of them, I'm hoping one of them actually just pops off. And of course it was the, the Texans Buccaneers game. Mm-hmm. And I just go, I mean, I mean, simply, I mean, I have the, the showdown slate up, but I mean, you could use these weights to whatever types of lineups that you would rather that, that sim labs would, would rate higher, right? Any lineup that comes out of sim labs is probably a good lineup. It just depends on what types of lineups that you want to play. So I just kind of like ratcheted up correlation and ratcheted up simulation and didn't really care that much about like upside for projections. Just like, I just want like, give me, give me. If I put in CJ Stroud, I got these like five man game stacks and it's like, then I could go through and go, okay, that's a good one. That's that. I'll take that one. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. And then I just put together my portfolio that way. Chose 12 lineups out of them for my single entry three max and done. If you take a look at the Roto Grinders projections, even though they may be, the ownership may be slightly different, right? The, the projection may be slightly different, but if you would have run like simulations, contest-based simulations, it's not going to be that far off from one another. And by manually picking lineups that you choose to play, you know, if we take a look at the, at the, at the ownership here, like I wasn't playing much of Jonathan Taylor. Like that was one of my few Jonathan Taylor lineups because although we projected him at Rotogrind is at like 18% ownership. Nope. That's going to be higher. So essentially I was personally docking Jonathan Taylor lineups from like the the Sims by not picking those lineups, right? I was manually knocking Demario Douglas and Giants defense lineups because we may have had the Giants defense at like 22% on, but I thought they would come in even higher. Douglas, we had at like 22% on. I thought he would come in even higher. AJ Brown, we had, we, we had around 22% on. I thought he would end up being even higher. So like, that's what I was doing going through here. And I didn't expect come out like, it was the type of week, James, where the best plays were not that greater than like the second to 12th best plays, like on the slate. But we see here just with the Millie ownership that no matter what type of slate it is, people are just going to be confident with certain people and they're just, just going to plug them in. So there's like no reason why Kamara should be 40% owned or Lamb be 34, or Taylor be 33, or Demario Douglas uh, be 30%. Like, Demario Douglas at least is at a price point where there's may not be other people as much around. Right. But if we take a look at this, like, running back ownership, it's like, like, why is Ramondre Stevenson only, like, 9% owned? Yeah. I played a ton of, I played a ton of Stevenson and White and Hubbard because it's like, okay, well, people are going to play Singletary. People are going to play Taylor. I didn't expect Barkley to be 23% owned. Josh Jacobs, I always, here, here's here's a trick. Whatever Josh Jacobs is projected at, dock him at least 25%, and that'll be his actual ownership because, like, the, the smooth brain people, they don't like clicking on. Guys like Josh Jacobs and, and Montgomery and Mixon, all the volume garbage running backs, smooth brain people don't like clicking on. Like, people like clicking on Kamara and Taylor and Bijan and 
and DeAndre Swift and like guys that are like, oh, Jamar, Jameer Gibbs, like those types of guys, those ownerships tend to go up. But like the boring people, Rashad Whites, you know, those types of people, doesn't matter what the projections say. They don't, they don't, they don't click on those names. But if you take a look at the running back scores, I mean, as long as you didn't avoid like the duds, right? I mean, it was it was a week where if you got the right, if you got the Texans Buccaneers game, you could have filled in your lineup with a lot of different pieces, and you probably did very well. I ended up having a strategy where, that was similar to you. I said, because I, I liked the Philadelphia game. I was fine with that. Um, I liked Hertz. I liked A.J. Brown. I liked Lamar Jackson. Thought that team total was fine. But then when I was building, when I was going through the slate, I was like, well, yeah, Philadelphia has a team total of 25, but so do the Saints. And like, so then the Texans have a team total of 23. Cleveland has a team total of 25.25. Like, why why would I pay so much for Jalen Hurts or for Lamar Jackson when I have these quarterbacks who are two thousand dollars less? And with with the way that the quarterbacks were distributed in this week, granted, CJ Stroud absolutely just went nuclear, but the, with the way that quarterbacks were distributed this week, it was like a quarterback could have scored like 22 fantasy points and been in the winning line based on the team totals, based on the game environments. Like I, I 301 touchdown might've gotten you there with Derek Carr or with, with CJ Stroud or something. So I, I similar to you decided to just pay down at, at quarterback. I didn't want to really touch Jalen hurts. I did force in one Lamar Jackson lineup. It worked out relatively well with the pieces that I wanted. It was my worst lineup of the week, but that's, you know, whatever. Um, the the difference is that I took these really bad stacks and I liked a lot of the high owned, highly projected ownership players. I liked Kamara a lot. I liked, um, I, you know, a couple of pieces. I like Houston pieces. I like Washington pieces. I, I like the pieces that were relatively high owned. So I just said in the optimizer, okay, I want to take these stacks. I want to take a Houston stack and a Saint stack and a Cleveland stack. And I just want to run as much ownership around them as I possibly can. Like just, I know that my stack's going to be low. Nobody's going to play Deshaun Watson. Nobody's going to play Derek Carr. The pieces are not going to be with him. Like just give me all of the chalk around this low owned stack. And I went with that route. Um, my Houston stack was actually very similar to what you did. I did CJ Stroud with Rashad White, Mike Evans, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell. So I had Rashad White on that one and Mike Evans hoping for a game um, Mike Evans didn't get there. And the problem was that I had Logan Thomas in that one instead of, you know, Johnny Smith or Colcomet or um, Dalton, Dalton Schultz, Schultz, right? So, yep, Dalton Schultz. So I think that this week, um, smart players were, were just going with heavy, heavy game stacks. I went with heavy game stacks. Most of it, Baltimore was a five persons. Uh, Houston was a five person. Like we saw that across the board. And even you you have a familiar winner right now. Um, that That was just the... I think James is lagging. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm showing the Millie winner. I'm showing the Millie winner right now. Uticao, another Millie, I think is ninth, I believe. I mean, just look, 
this quadruple stack. Who cares? Not triple stack. It's a triple stack. Stroud, Dell, Brown, Schultz, Rashad White, and then just fill out the rest. And when you have a stack, like people don't tend to understand that, remember, we're playing lineups, not players. Okay? Lineups, not players. Put that as a note, a little note on your on your screen. Yeah. Okay. It's not like these are unowned people, but like once you have the CJ Stroud lineups, minus uh, 6.9%, Tank Dell, 6.8%, Noah Brown, 3.7%, Dalton Schuss, 5.7%, all correlated to one another. Okay. Once you put them all together, how many lineups are you competing against? There's what, 177,000, about 178,000 lineups, right? You have to figure, I'm putting in the calculator, that at least two of the, the lineups, you know, most people that are playing Stroud are probably playing singles or double stacks, okay? But not all three, maybe, right? Not with Rashad White, necessarily. So, like, what's 6.9%, like 7%, right? We multiply 0.7% times... Even with the triple stack, let's add the, the Rashad White lineup. So that's 0.1%, right? And then we add like a Noah Brown or something. Like some of these lineups are not like triples. So we add another, like, let's say four, uh, multiply this by another 4%, right? To get like the number, about the number of lineups, right? It comes out to like a really, a really low number. 0. 0.000, like a fraction of 1%. We multiply this by 177,000 or something. I mean, we get to like, you're competing against like 50 lineups in the millie, right? We're not talking about you. Like once you stack like Stroud and have Rashad White, once you triple stack Stroud and have Rashad White on average, on average, you're now just competing against 50 lineups. So like Bijan Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Jacobs, Cleveland defense. You know, how many combinations of these four spots are remaining? Thousands upon thousands of them. But you're only competing at if your stack, if this game hits in this way, you're competing against 50 lines. Right? You may look at 7%, 7%. Like that's really in 177,000 entry contest. Now we'll relay that to even a smaller contest. Let's say you're playing the slant. Let's say you're playing, let's say you're playing the power sweep, 5,000 entries. Like once you stack CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, and have Rashad White, you know how many lineups have that? You. Like that's it. You. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're sharing a little bit with someone with a double stack, maybe. But it's like once you're at that point, people are like, okay, I did this. And now I'm going to play it weird by doing this. Like, dude, just lock this in and put the highest projected players in. And you're like, this is essentially what Yuta's lineup is, right? These are some of the highest projected point per dollar players at the positions. Raw point wise, right? Because you're spending so little on the stack and the Rashad White. That's like, give me CeeDee Lamb. Give me Cle the highest price defense. Give me Josh Jacobs, one of the highest projected running backs. Bijan Robinson, one of the higher projected point per dollar running backs. CeeDee Lamb, the highest, him and, and, and A.J. Brown, the two raw point seal, raw point projected wide receivers, and there's a million dollars. Like all you have to do is get the get the right game, get the right. I mean, this is this is the reason why if you ran Sims, right, 
This is, this is the heuristics that we play. We've been doing this even in lineup HQ for forever. Like, can you pick the nuts out of every single spot? Probably not. Do you need to pick the nuts out of every spot? No. But if you get the right game, you have so much larger like margin for victory. I mean, Utica won with a Bijan Robinson 6.9, and he still won the Millie by over 12 points because he got the right game. So a lot of times it's just get the right game, get the right stack. That's why we harp on that's why we harp on James, like in the theory of DFS. And on this show, we harp on lineups, gauging a lineup, not the players. Once, like once half your lineup's done, like, like what do you have to do? Like if you were to play, for instance, the the DAC lineup, then most likely you're not playing Josh Jacob. Now, now you have to find leverage elsewhere. But to what degree? Probably not as much of a degree as you think. And that's kind of the purpose of what Sim Labs is: is that all of those levers. Like, I, I feel like I'm milking a goat, but it's these, these are these are levers. That they're, they're done for you. That's the whole point of Sim Labs that you don't have to use heuristics and blunt things in lineup HQ and kind of manufacture it yourself. So that's the main reason why. Hell, I'll build my lineups in, in Sim Labs and let it do it for me. And then once you see that thousands upon thousands of lineups could be rated very similar to one another. At that point, it's just, uh, which ones do I feel like playing? That's uh, that one. I'm going to prioritize correlation a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to go. Like, if I'm going to have a spot in my lineup, I'll play Mike Evans because he's still in the game rather than, you know, some other player at that price or something. Right? And I could see that the lineups are about equal to one another anyway, so let me get the more correlated one. So that's, I mean, essentially that is what DFS GPPs are. And then you could design whatever macro portfolio strategy you have. My portfolio strategy was a lot of ownership in with three quarterbacks. Let me spread myself out. Yes, I'll have some Daniel Jones lineups that obviously did not do well, right? Right. I'll have some. I'll have some. Uh, some who, who else did? I Bryce Young, horrible, absolutely horrible. But I spread myself out macro wise, where all I need is one of the games to go off, and that lineup, just like we saw in the Spy. Right, the two thousand. I mean, it made up for all the all the. I mean, I made money on DraftKings, even though my cat my cash lineup like completely utterly dudded. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I made money just from one line. I, I, all I needed was one lineup. So, James, are you back? 
I don't know. My internet is dropping every 37 seconds. I'm watching it drop every 37 seconds. Like up in another screen. So I'm doing the best that I can, but it drops and it's very annoying. So um, SimLabs tool is really, really cool. I played around with it a little bit. I didn't get a chance to really build with it, but I'm excited to use it a little bit more next week when I have a little bit more time. We do have SimLabs open tonight for uh, the uh, the Chargers and Jets showdown tonight. So you can use it for free for now. Okay, it's free for now. Rotogrinders.com slash SimLabs. It uses our Rotogrinders projections and ownership. It's the same back end. This isn't like new to, to like Rotogrinders. All the data science has been... That's what all of our simulation and slate IQ output comes from. So this is just more of a user interface for it. So this is like three years in the making as it is. So if you want to try it out, go to rotogrinders.com slash simlabs. And then once this little free period is over, I'll uh, just be for premium members. So click on that link in the description. You don't have to pay an extra upcharge or anything to use it. Just click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month of a rotogrinders combo premium uh, subscription. And, uh, Jamino has said that they'll they'll be adding FanDuel soon as well as NBA, and then obviously when MLB comes back, we'll we'll have it for MLB. They'll be progressively adding the PGA, MMA, you know, different formats. So like right now, it's just for DraftKings, uh, NFL Classic main slate as well as the 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 Island Showdown slate. So Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. So you could check out it. The link is in uh, the chat for uh, with a, an FAQ and everything about that. But uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, a question that was posed on, on Twitter, right? A little last segment, a little thought exercise, because it's one of the few times where someone that I, I respect what they do, I think is a very sharp person, and uh, I disagree with them. Uh, and th- this poll question from Justin Freeman last night was, if I told you, I'll bring it up right here. You saw it, right? If I told you I was yeah. from the future and I could tell you one player from next week's winning Millie Maker team, but you can choose which position, which position would you want the scoop on? If I could tell you the one player that's in, so you're only getting one player. What position do you want uh, from the Millie team? Do you want a quarterback? Do you want the running back? Do you want a wide receiver or a tight end? Or do you want the DST? And Justin claims that he would want the DST. And I want the quarterback. Yeah, clearly you want the quarterback. Quarterback is the only, it's the only answer worth using. Uh, and you but, can but see. Let, let, understand, under, okay, before we talk about this a little bit, yeah. The mentality, the Justin's case is is the uh, around the concept of projections. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it comes to projecting players, it's the variance on the DST position is the is the largest. So like the projection versus actual range of outcomes is the widest at DST. So it's the hardest to project. The everyone else is easier, and I'm not saying it's easy to project, but it's easier than DST scoring. It's very hard to figure out what's going to be the 20 point defense. Is this this team is going to give up no give up six points, but not do anything right? Not sacks or like that's why it's so variant. All these other positions are much easier to predict. It's very easy to project that 
that Aiden O'Connell is pri- range of outcomes is probably, you know, not going to be 36 points. Probably. I mean, like that, that's the basis of Justin's thesis on in the middle. Remember where this is not just all the position, just one, you're just going to get the player for next week's week, 10 Millie who won in the quarterback spot, who was in that lineup. He claims that because DST is so variant, if, if you knew the DST, that you have much more of an advantage in the millimaker, right? I'm just using his phrasing of just what this is. But to me, it's clearly the quarterback because if you if take take this week, for example, if you told me Stroud gets 46 points and the Browns get 23 points, like, dude, if Stroud is 46 points, I could build half my lineup and have like, like, dude. Like, that means I'm playing Dell. That means I'm playing Collins. That means I'm playing Schultz. That means, like, I'm playing half my lineup is already taken care of. Like, good luck with your DST and hope, hope the best. Like, dude, the win- the highest scoring DST many times doesn't even appear in the win- top win- million-making winner lineup anyway. So, like, how how is it valuable? Sure, but it can't be as valuable as the quarterback when the quarterback is correlated to so many other players that you put in your lineup anyway. I mean, I I assume that that's why you laughed before and say it's obviously the quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, you can even see in the comments, like I go down and and I respond to one of uh, downside of me. I'm like, here's just one of Justin's every two weeks. He chooses a hill to die on, no matter how many smart people tell him he's wrong. Um, Because like Justin, Justin does that. I love Justin. I used to work with Justin. Um, and, and I do think that he's really smart, but he will choose these hills where he's just like, this is the galaxy brain thought and he'll just sit on it. And like, it doesn't matter how many people are like, bro, you're like, this, this, this isn't the one to die on. And then he just dies on, um, it's QB. It's, it's definitely not defense. In fact, of any of the ones there, I think defense is the last one that I would choose. Uh, quarterback correlates to the most of the lineup that you can build. Therefore, you have that much higher of a chance of getting the lineup right because you can just do a whole bunch of different combinations of that. If I do a whole, if I know that the commander's defense is going to put up 30 fantasy points next week, actually, and hold on, this isn't even like, there's other parts to it. Not only do you have to know what the defense scores, but you also need to know what their score is. Right, like not only that they're in the Millie winning lineup, because if they're in the Millie winning lineup and the Commanders only score nine fantasy points, right? Technically, James, you're actually technically right because based on the way that this question is worded, you don't get to know the points; you just get to know the slot. So, we've seen Millie winner lineups that have the 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 defense in it is seven points, and it's actually like not even. It's not even the top 10 scoring defense. It just happened to be the defense in the Millie winner. The quarter, We've seen that sometimes at quarterback. Sometimes it's like 14-point Baker Mayfield naked and some other combination of players, but it's so much more likely that if you knew the quarterback, that there's so that it's since it's correlated to more than half your lineup, it's very similar to MLB, right? If it's like, would you rather know in MLB, uh, uh, if I told you one player, would you rather know the catcher 
in the in the in the large field GPP lineup, right? Because catcher is kind of like the weakest position, very similar to DST, right? Kind of, kind of like uh, you either get three points or you get a guy that hits a home run. Mm-hmm. Would you rather know that, or would you rather know the like? Uh, let's say it's FanDuel, right? Would you rather? Uh, of course, you don't have to play a catcher. Like I'd so much rather know. Like, you tell me the team. Like, I don't care about the pitchers, right? Like, 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 feel free to say, well, the pitchers are easier to 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 project. So you don't want to necessarily know that. But I mean, I'm trying to just relate it to like other sports of it to me, it it's not about what's easier or not easier to project. It's just what information would lead you to the most amount of correct decisions in in the lineup that you could reproduce over and over again. That's why it's just, it's got to be quarterback. It's got to be quarterback. And then if you were to do the same question for baseball, it would be pitcher. Because then you can knock out an entire other team, first off. And also, especially on FanDuel, like you, you take out the most important position. Uh, it's, it is not about getting the one that is the most variant. It's about getting the one that has the largest effect on the other decisions you would make on a lineup. So Justin, for sure, wrong on this one, um, and that's okay. He's a super smart guy. Being wrong about something doesn't make you wrong about everything. But this one, for sure, I, I'm with you. It's uh, it would be kind of similar in poker that if I if I told you that you were playing heads up against someone in a pot, right? It was you two, you know, raise whatever. Would you rather know what the board, the final board is, or would you rather know what your opponent's cards are? And the answer is you'd rather know what the, your opponent's cards are, right? Because that you can't make an incorrect decision with your opponent's cards, right? The Because the, you need to know the relative strength of your hand versus your opponent's hand, not whether or not what your hand is at the end of the board. Like you go, oh, okay, I end up with two pair at the end. That doesn't, you can still make wrong decisions even knowing what the board is going to be. But if you know what your opponent, if you're holding kings and you know your opponent has ace-10 suited, like, and an ace comes out on the board, like, which would you rather know? That the board comes down ace 6-4 or that your opponent has ace 10 and you have kings, right? You'd much rather know that your opponent, had, I mean, like, you. That's, a, that's the whole fundamental theorem of poker. If you go and read David Sklansky's theory, uh, theory of poker, the fundamental theorem is that every decision that you make that is optimal if as if you saw your opponent's cards, you make profit from. And every decision that you make that is suboptimal at from if you were playing your opponent's cards face up, you lose money on. So this question really comes down to like, how many cards can I see? Right? And the quarterback gives you much more likelihood. And I know, and Justin's using the whole framework of, well, there are slates where the winning quarterback isn't like the highest scoring quarterback, and it's not, and it's not as correlated. I go, yeah, but that's the same argument you're making about DST. Right? I mean, like, like you can't make the argument of like, if I knew that the Browns put up 23 points, like I could just make a whole bunch of lineups, right? I can make all the different stacks. I go, yeah, and if I knew the stack, I can make all different defenses. So like, you can't use the, you can't use that argument when you could use it on both sides. So yes. Especially when you point out, James, you don't even get to know what the score is. 
Yeah, it was uh it it's I, I like his little polls that he puts out. I like when both of you guys put out different polls. Um because it always initiates good conversations. But uh that one I I'm with you. Uh you can't do take, take a look at this week. Look look at the Millie. So you have the Cleveland defense in Utica's lineup. Circling the drain has the Patriots at eight points. So if Uticao didn't play yesterday, you would have known that the New England defense was in the mil- winning Millie lineup. Would that have done how much would have that have done you versus knowing CJ Stroud was in the winning Millie lineup? The next lineup has the New Orleans defense at 13. The next lineup has the Colts defense, which actually put up more points than the Browns defense. They had 26 points, right? But only 2% owned. The Browns were way more owned. Then we have the Cleveland defense. Then we have the Colts defense. Then we have the Las Vegas. The Raiders put up 19 points. Like, dude, any of these defenses could have appeared in the way we go down here. The Green Bay defense, 12 points. This is just in the top 10, right? This is the top 10 of the Millie. But you, what, what's 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 uh, the same in the top 10 in the Millie? This top number 10, C.J. Stroud. 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 C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud. I know we're using this like the past slate as a as an example, but that's kind of the point that we're making. That yes, you're right. It, the DST is the most variant position, but you winning the Millie Maker, getting the right quarterback, which allows you to get multiple players attached to that quarterback, provides you so much more. ROI potential than knowing the specific defense because I mean look top 10 teams have five different defenses yeah it's a fun little thought experiment to make um I I do I, I was thinking about it and considering maybe running back would be good or wide receiver and then I actually I I thought about it with the baseball example too baseball it actually might not be pitcher it might actually be an outfielder or a first baseman. So I'm trying to think of part of the order, put up 50 fantasy points or something like that. And that combines with the rest of the stack. But like, it's probably pitcher, right? I mean, baseball, I mean, I'd rather know the stack, but I mean, there's no... There's no position that really, to me, maybe shortstop or second base or catch, like the weakest position of a stack. If I knew that Nicky Lopez put up 28 points, your your best friend, Nicky Lopez, that means I'm probably playing the Braves, right? I mean, like, it's like, I want to know like what, what that type of position is that I could build around. Because first base, it's like, oh, this first baseman is in the winning 50K lineup. It's like, dude, there, there may be five power first basemen that all hit, you know, one hits 18 points, one hits 24, one hits 12. Like, but I want the scarcest position. I want the position where where I can build my entire stack around it, knowing that this guy did well, so it's more likely that other people did well. Very similar to, to NHL, right? What position would you want to know who's in the winning lineup? I would say defenseman. Right, because typically the defenseman, you're you're playing the defenseman with a with a line from a team. Right, you're attaching one of your defensemen, and it's like if I know Noah Dobson put up twenty two points, like it's because you know 
one of the top Islander lines probably did well because he has like a goal or an assist or two assists. Roman Josie and, you know, like those types. Of, I, I want to know that because then I can correlate my lineups to that. But like the center, like one center could do well, but I mean, the whole line could fail. But typically, typically the defense, the, you're not getting one off defender type scores because they're always going to correlate with one of the lines of the team. I here Here's what I would like to know about next week's Millie Maker lineup. First off, can I just know the lineup? If I can just know the lineup, that's great. Uh, All thing. But if I can't, I would like to know uh, the final score of the highest owned player on next week's slate. That's something that I would like to know. If we're doing these little thought experiments, tell me the tell me the outcome of the highest owned player on the slate so I can make that decision alone. I think that's super valuable too. So, so you, you would have wanted to know that Alvin Kamara scored 11 points. Yes, that would have been and fantastic. And you'd be like, okay, then you just X out Alvin Kamara at 8,100 and go on with your day. That's 40% that of lineups, that right? That yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. So, James, people can find you, paydirtdfs.com. You got, you got Sims there also, right? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me and all of my... Uh, tools and models and simulations and everything over at Paydirt. Uh, I promise that my internet is better when I'm running tools rather than doing this for some reason. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Paydirt underscore DFS. Uh, you could use Simlabs today, rotogrinders.com slash Simlabs. Try it out for free. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. It'll soon be premium only. We got uh, we got content today. We got uh, NBA. NBA, big NBA slate, and people just get ruled out even though they're not on the injury report. Even ap- after lock, that'll happen also. NBA is a joke, but feel free to feel free to play it if you want. Uh, so we'll got we'll got the grinders live. We got crunch time. We got the pre lock show for Monday Night Football: Chargers versus the Jets, and uh, and I'll be back tomorrow with uh, with Tim. Maybe ooh, maybe some NHL tomorrow. Right, tomorrow's a light day. Maybe we'll talk some NHL, some props, some pick them. Everything, right? Everything. That's what we talk about here. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And come back again 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern on weekdays for everything you're thinking about. In Daily Fantasy, props and pick them. On Roto-Grinders, today. 